Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, Live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere, the soiree is underway. It is a partay, even on an Easter Sunday, the fun-o-rama. In this case, the Maller-o-rama is underway. We are hanging out at the Audio Copacabana here Uh, having a good old time on a Sunday. And the mailbag, which has become one of the more popular features of the podcast weekend, is the mailbag, which we thank you guys for feeding the content, and uh, we hope you uh, continue to enjoy the the content that we provide here with the mailbag, obviously. And uh, the full weekend is in effect here. And uh, the only way you get Gascon to work on an Easter Sunday is to uh, record it several days before, uh, but there he is west of the 405 uh, coming in to join the fun here, tailgating at our partay, David Gascon. Pretty much a staple of those introductions. I applaud you for uh, bringing me on into this partay. Yeah. A lot of fun. And, How uh, embarrassing is it? Every week you have to hit that button to hit the sound effects. It's not button. embarrassing what kind of at all. Crapola is that? It's not and embarrassing. You have at no all. shame. You do it every week. What are you talking about? You have live people call into your show to lick your ass. Like that's what they do. They come <laughs> no, in to do lick that. your who, ass. Who, who does that? Have, name somebody. You have grown name, name men somebody. that do that. Name someone right now. Come Justin on, tough guy. Cincinnati. Justin does Cincinnati. not. Justin busts that my guy, balls no, all the time no, about the Clippers. No, He's a troll. No, that, He's a low grade guy, troll, Justin. That but guy, He's my troll. That guy would allow you to vomit in his mouth. That's no, how he much would he not. That's you. a lie. No, they, Listen, that guy's a sieve. That guy is just an absolute simp. That's what he is. He's just see. You don't understand the Maller militia motto. All right. We welcome everyone, right? We have the Maller Militia Oath, which, by the way, we have not given out in a long time, the Maller Militia Oath. But the, the Maller Militia motto is it doesn't matter whether you're liberal or conservative or independent or gay or straight or it doesn't matter your race. We don't, we're not into racial identity politics like the Democrats are. We welcome everyone, but we bust each other's balls. Mm. 
All right. And uh, you're not good at that. You can't handle that, Gascon. You can't. That's why the Maller militia eats you alive. It's not true. Okay? They eat you alive. It's the piranha. Thing. They smell blood in the water. And they attack. Like, they attack. And we don't even have to send in the piranha. The attack puppies get you. No. The poodles. The, the, the attack poodles get you. No. They're all little bitches. The Maller motto is grab ankles for Ben Maller no matter what. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah. On point, as scheduled, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And sometimes eight days a week. That's fine. Wow. wow. Fine. All right. When are you taking your next holiday? I don't get holidays. <laughs> oh, when, when are you not showing up to work again so we can get uh, we can get a plumber in here next week? How about that? <laughs> electrician. That's what you need. Plumber, electrician, a carpenter. I do need an electrician. Do you? Yeah, oh, that's right. If you know a good electrician, you might want to <laughs> contact me. Well, let's get to the mailbag. Uh, and, and listen, Cameo is obviously available. You want to download uh, the Cameo app if you can get that on your phone. Or on Cameo.com, and we'll do a personalized video message. It's not free, but I, if you want your own Maller monologue themed about you, you got to give me some info. Give me a little uh, bullet point action, but I'll, I'll be more than happy to do a Maller monologue just for you. Uh, if you got birthdays, bar mitzvahs, uh, hey, Easter Weddings? Sunday. you got Easter a wedding Sunday. coming up maybe now? Passover, yeah, wedding, whatever it might be. We got well, This is going to be a big year for Maller Militia Weddings. We got luminaries. We got three power couples that are going to get married. Yeah, you have one in Minnesota, right? Well, well, well. You have Anthony in Anaheim, mm -hmm. whose uh, girlfriend, soon to be wife, hates the show, and she, and uh, she's they're getting married. That's right. Uh, we've got Ed and Christina from Spokane. Spokane yeah. uh, they're getting married. Beer drinking Brian and Half Pint, if they survive. Uh, we'll be getting married later this summer. So we've got three. This is a big year for weddings. Now, I'd like to go to as many of these as I can, and I think they're all getting married in Vegas. So it is doable. Now, what happens? We can have like a Maller Militia-themed wedding weekend. We can have one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Bam, bam, bam. But what if you need to show your papers in order to get into these weddings? Yeah, well, uh, listen, that's uh, your president. That's your guy, Biden. There. That's President Sleepy Joe. I, you know, that's your San guy. Francisco's doing that now with the Giants. Um, the, oh, are they? The you know what? I, I looked at the, the protocols at the baseball stadiums. You know, the thing that I, 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 I laughed at was they have mask guidelines, which you're like, fine, whatever. But they they are not, I guess, not allowing you in several ballparks. I don't know if this is universal. I know the Indians and the Dodgers have this, that the gator mask is not acceptable. <laughs> but keep in mind, if you watch a baseball game, you will see players on the Dodgers and the Indians and these other teams wearing, wearing the gator mask. Yeah. So the fan that goes into the ballpark, not allowed to wear the gator mask, but, you know, the guy on the team can, can wear the mask. And it's odd, at Yankee Stadium earlier in the week in game one against the Blue Jays, he had fans in attendance that weren't wearing masks at all. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe the it. The horror. Rules for thee, but not for me uh, is the uh, general mantra there. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, review the podcast. We got a couple of good reviews uh, a while back. We have had didn't have any last weekend, I don't think, but we, we do need those reviews. I know it's a pain in the ass, and who wants to do that? And, you know, you just want to get the content and move on. But if you do take a couple of minutes and give us a review on the Apple podcast page for the fifth hour, and, uh, it, boy, it does help. It does help. Five stars, and then you write a little little clip there, and uh, it's, it's really neat. It's really neat. Uh, there's uh, Kaiser's Mustache wrote, just the best show out there. 
Um, <laughs> must listen. Big Ben is always on top of his game. Uh, keep it up. There you go. I might have uh, edited that, but mm. pretty much what he said. Mm-hmm. I'll point that out. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to the mailbag. we got a lot of questions, so we'll go quick. Yes, rat-a-tat-tat. All right. Uh, Kevin in Kansas writes and says, Ben, you mentioned Keith Smart in a trivia question this week and how he started at Garden City Community College. That's right. He's the only NCAA player of the uh, like Final Four player of the tournament, whatever it was, that, uh, that was a JUCO player. Uh, Keith Smart back in the day at Indiana. He said, uh, Kevin says, which – is uh, just down the street from me. I was wondering if you ever covered any budding sports stars when they were in uh, community college uh, earlier in your career before you hit the big time. Well, I there were a few that made the pros that when I was doing community college play-by-play at Saddleback College. Uh, Anthony Carter was our top player. He was a guard. He played for the Miami Heat, hit a game-winning shot at Madison Square Garden, in a playoff series, he's an assistant coach with the Atlanta Hawks now, but he played in the NBA for like 10 years. He he would go on to go to Hawaii, uh, but he was on the, the team that I was at at Saddleback. Uh, Keon Clark, who you probably don't know, he played in the NBA. He was uh, he played at Irvine Valley College. We, we did some games that he did when I was at Saddleback. And then the third person that I remember, I'm sure there's more, but the third that I remember, we did a football game. Saddleback was playing at Gagon's old school, and the quarterback was Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. And uh, so those are the three that, that stand out. El Camino College. Yes, El Camino College. And that's before Sarkeesian went to BYU, before he uh, fell in love with whiskey oh, uh, you know, and all that. Yeah. And now he's the head coach at Texas, right? So yeah, he's, that's right. So I've had a, a loose connection with the last two Texas Longhorns coaches. It's pretty wild. The, pre- the previous coach was an intern at the radio station I worked at, and now Sarkeesian. Tom Herman, yeah. All right, uh, RJ in San Antonio says, I sometimes hear you say the phrase of y'all jumping on to the third rail. Uh, during the show, when it's about to briefly turn political, what is the origin of that phrase and when did it begin? Well, good question, RJ, in San Antonio. It's uh, rather obvious here. If you've ever been on a subway, it, it, it comes from the subway system, right? There, there's a pair of rails that the, the subway car is on. And then in most subway systems, there's that third rail that runs between or alongside, and that third rail is where the electricity is. So if you touch the third rail, you're going to die. Many people <laughs> have died. It's also an homage to our boss, uh, our programming uh, guru, the great Don Martin, along with uh, Scott Shapiro, run Fox Sports Radio, and uh, Don's quite the character, and you know, I, I've met with Don several times. I have a good relationship. We don't talk that often. But when I've been in Don's office, Don Martin, and when we discuss the show and what we talk about and he, you know, anything political or things like that, the third rail, my man, third rail. You know, he, that's, so we're quoting him uh, when we do that. It's a uh, way to suck up secretly, stealthily to our boss. Third rail, my man, because uh, that, that's his quote. That's his quote. But it goes back to like the late 1800s, the first subway system with that uh, with that technology in the like the 1860s. So it's been around for 160 years uh, that that phrase. So 
Fun fact. Uh, Marcus in Chino, California says, uh, when you are taking a shower, this is for both of us, when you're taking a shower and you have to pee, do you stop what you are doing to go to the toilet, then resume your shower, or do you take care of business and improve your aim in the drain during the shower? And uh, Marcus says, any guy that says they don't aim in the drain is a liar. Uh, in his uh, opinion, well, absolutely. We all uh, piss in the shower. Don't, is it, I don't believe people that stop the shower. Right, no uh, I don't buy that. Uh, now, it gets a little more dicey if you got to drop a deuce. Like if you're in the shower and you got to squirt, squirt some, some turds out, that, that becomes problematic because you do have to stop the shower. I don't think you got to be like an animal to, to poop in the shower, right? Yeah, because then you just ruin, you know, once you do get out of the shower, though, then you just ruin the toilet paper because it's all wet. So it's really a, it's a bad, it's a bad situation. Well, plus you got to get whatever you left in the shower, assuming it's not running. If it's a solid uh, turd, you got to then pick it up and get rid of it. Yeah. It becomes. You're not stopping the shower to piss, though. No, I I, uh, completely uh, agree. And uh, it's like those baseball players. It's good for your skin, right? The urine's good for your skin. (laughs) If you don't wear that. Yeah, Jorge Posada, uh, Moises Salou. Yeah. Uh, Jason from beautiful Rocky Mount, Virginia says Most of us have had an experience uh, riding around with your friends when you were kids. Did you ever get pulled over by the police? Uh, for the first time, give me your age and all the details you can recall of your first police-involved situation, uh, please. All right, yeah, I, I will tell you the one I remember, Jason, my first interaction with the police when I got my driver's license. I was like 16 years old, and I was driving across town to football practice. It was it wasn't training camp. It was like the off-season like practices that we were having during the summer. But I was running late, and uh, I got dinged. I got pulled over for going a little too fast, and I didn't have my driver's license. I'd forgotten to take my wallet with me. And so I, I started sweating profusely. I was freaking out. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to go to jail because I didn't have my wallet. And... Uh, the, the officer did me a solid, uh, gave me a lecture. It didn't even give me a ticket cause I it said, told me to go home and get my wallet. And, uh, I did. And, uh, so I, I had a good interaction the first time, but that's, that's the one I remember. I, I was just, when, when those cherry tops came on behind me and I got pulled, Oh my God. It's like, Oh, I was trying to remember like, what are you supposed to do? And like, you know, cause you're a kid. You're like, Oh, did I? You know, I go in the parking lot. Do I stop on the side? You know, it's like the whole thing. Uh, what about you, Gagon? I remember. Uh, I, was it with your dad? Did he pull you over? Did he? Was with my <laughs> my mom and my my three sisters. We were going to school. My mom was running late. She was a teacher, and she was speeding from our house to uh, to school to drop us all off. And an officer, a uh, a bike uh, a bike cop, pulled us over. And I remember the first thing he did was look in the back, and all of us were. <laughs> Obviously belted up, and so he looked at us. He looked in the passenger side to see my other sister, and then looked at my mom, and uh, you know, obviously gave us the the whole rundown of it speeding the whole nine yards, and then uh, then yeah, obviously uh, gave us a warning, and, and we were off on our way. But I remember that I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Yeah, I thought it was like a big formal thing, like it was a procession to go to school or some shit like that, because obviously yeah. my dad was in the harbor division at that time. 
Pierre in Springfield, Massachusetts, right? Since he's with a the vaccine rollout being in full swing, would you be open to having a Christmas in July ugly sweater cookout? Uh, that's from Pierre. No, you will not. Well, uh, no, I, we are we're gonna handle. I was watching the Dodger Rockies games and with you know crowds, it looks like to me almost a full house at some of those games in Denver. So people are coming back, milling about. And I'm not gonna lie, I think you're a little hesitant about doing something like that. Like you would, the worst no, thing that could I happen go to out, you. I, I go out and do stuff. I think it's you know a lot of these these rules. I think are. Um, more for uh, optics than anything. I remember that if if I if I come to your house and I go in your freezer and I see that fucking tomahawk still there, uh, here we I'm gonna go. be a little pissed here off. Here we go. Here we go. Here a little pissed go. off. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Well, maybe it's in my belly. Maybe it's in my belly. <laughs> it's definitely not. When are you getting the vaccine? By the way, I guess um, you, uh, probably not going to do that anytime soon. No. No. Well, I think you're eligible right now. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually we are eligible. We're considered uh, frontline workers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you have your badge on the yeah, your your badge to come into the building, oh, it labels you. Just US. flash that and you get right away. Yeah. We have a couple colleagues that did that at Dodger Stadium and also at uh, Cal State Northridge. They got to the front of the line because we're considered essential personnel because of the news agency yeah. that we represent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to, that's the Marshall, right? Isn't that the Marshall bill or whatever that, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When, when are they coming out with the one shot? So you don't have to do the two Johnson shots. Johnson and Johnson, they consider a one shot. Now you might have to get a booster once every year. Yeah. But Johnson and Johnson's considered the one shot. Yeah. Moderna and yeah. Pfizer are, are two. Yeah. When are uh, you going to get it? I, I don't know. I mean, my wife wants me to. She had it, and she's fine or whatever. Uh, actually, the, fun, the funny thing is I told my, my brother, my liberal brother uh, in Wisconsin, he just got uh, the vaccine, and he was asking me the same question you asked me. And I, I told him, I said, I'm gonna, you're my guinea pig. I'm going to wait and see how you do. And then, uh, which is true. I mean, we have the same DNA, so if nothing happens to him, I think I'm good. You know, So uh, I'm going to wait until he gets the, uh, the second shot in a couple of weeks, and then uh, nothing happens with him. Uh, I'll go down and get my vaccine. But you could agree, too, that... There, there's not. It's not. It's not a reason to to go rush into it, right? Like it's just. An oh no, I'm not there. rushing it. I mean, I want to. You know, I want to make sure. Uh, you know, everything is uh, is good, and you know, as many you know, every day more people get the vaccine, and uh, you know, it seems like most most everyone's okay. So you know, there's always going to be a margin of error in anything where yeah. you know crap goes wrong with anything. There's bad police. There's bad teachers. There's bad doctors. But you know, as long as it's a very low percentage, you play play the odds plus i don't think we have any choice here at keska and i think if you don't do it you're not going to be able to do anything so it's a it's an interesting dilemma uh, and pierre also says what is the shelf life of the average frozen steak asking for a friend boy mm. oh, we're gonna find out though one of these days uh barry in tennessee our buddy barry writes in two questions for this week he says uh, I know we have our favorite callers and those who we don't care for, but I don't think I have ever heard why Eddie does not care for the calls of Rachel from Montebello. Dilly dilly. Uh, if you had to guess, why does Eddie not care for Rachel's call? All right, so a good question, Barry. I have two th- theories on this. First of all, uh, I feel like they, the guys on the show don't like Rachel because she's a big fan of mine. She's very kind to me. 
She's very courteous to me. She's a very polite woman. She flirts with me. She's flirtatious. This bothers them. They're troubled by that. Secondly, they're annoyed because Rachel will break out into song, and it's usually the same song, and that bothers them. They're triggered by that. So though some version of those two things, I would say, is why they dislike Rachel. But I love Rachel. I think Rachel's great. She's fun. She's a big fan of the show. She's been very kind to us over the years. She's sent us uh, candies and whatnot and supported us, so uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, and also, uh, Barry says, how did the idea for the fifth hour come about? Was it Gascon's idea? No. Well, I'm glad uh, he asked that question. Did you um, just sit around just... and say, you know, I don't think 20 hours a week of radio is enough. I need to do three more hours of podcasting. What is the backstory for the fifth hour? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now, I'm sure we have different versions of this. You want to go first, Gascon, then I'll give the truth, or well, you want to give the uh, the lie after I give the truth? Well, I have the truth, but, you know, age before beauty, I guess you can go first. 
Well, I'll give the truth here, Barry. So I had been moonlighting. I always like to have a couple of gigs. I always like to have a couple of gigs. I, I, I like to juggle a couple of things. And I had a gig, a side gig at WEI in Boston doing satellite broadcasting for the Red Sox station doing the night show where I would do that two or three days a week and then I would do my show. So I was doing seven hours of radio. Uh, That show was like three hours and sometimes it was four hours. So sometimes I do eight hours of radio working a real job. Uh, But we switched affiliates in Boston. My uh, my show had had not been on. It was off the Boston market and they picked us up at the Sports Hub, which is the number one station in Boston. We're excited to be on there. We've been on there a while now. The show's done well on 98.5, the Sports Hub. But as a result of that, I lost the EEI gig because they're major competitors. And it's like if you work at Apple, you can't work at Microsoft or vice versa. So uh, I'd uh, obviously I get paid much more from the, the syndicated show. So I, I left EEI and I was like, well, I got to do something else. And the podcast is something I was playing around with, I wanted to do. And so uh, iHeart has invested a lot in podcasting and they were looking for the content and uh ta-da, here we are now for the lie here's david gascon that's interesting it's a it's a good tale and i think it's a, a fascinating one because you revealed a few things because you you work here at fox uh iheart obviously and then weei which you worked at um both paying jobs, both uh, compensated for your services that were rendered. And so I remember when this came to its inception, I had the thought that you should do more digital stuff. And then I had a, the, I guess the thought, but more like the desire to do more on the network as well and to get my voice out there. And I thought, well, I've worked on some of your shows I don't like working the overnights because you usually get off like Eddie gets off like at six o'clock in the morning, but I wanted to to work with you. And I just thought like, hey, maybe I could provide Bella some support on a digital platform since I've done that previously and I do it to this day. So I remember vividly texting you about this and you're like, "Ah, back and forth, back and forth. And then I specifically remember talking to our, our program director, Sh- Scott Shapiro, about this. And, you almost said um, a bad word there. You almost said a bad word. I, uh, so, yeah, I, I brought it up to him about doing something like this, and I came to the knowledge that iHeartMedia provides each employee with a portal to create podcasting content they'd like to on their own accord. Now, there's no marketing budget behind it, but you are able to do it free of charge because they will handle all the background stuff on it. Uh, so you, we had talked finally put something together i had nudged uh, Vito, our sound guy to uh, create a little something something and then scott uh, by the graces of god from july to august got that thing in motion and eventually it was greenlit and, and we got it off the ground so that is the fairy tale version of events and uh, what i gave was the real version we talked about this early in january of 2019 well, I talk about a lot Casually. of things. I talk about a lot of things, but... Uh, yeah, but you don't usually the, talk about a lot of things with a lot of people. No, but I wasn't going to do the podcast while I had the two radio gigs. I, I was not going to do it. I, 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 my, I was stretched thin as I could possibly be stretched. Uh, but it, it reminded me, when I was doing the EI stuff, it reminded me when I had the, the website, benmaller.com, and I would do that for like 12 hours, 13 hours a day, and then do the radio. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Carlos in Bang Bang, Houston, Texas. He says, I'm not going to lie. David, as a producer, was all right. 
What kind of shit is that? <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Gascon. According to uh, our guy in Houston, you were adequate. Wow. <laughs> what a dope. I love it. Uh, wasn't great, but was, uh, wasn't bad either. Well, you weren't bad. Anyway. Uh, he says, anyway, what are your, your guys' favorite documentary of all time? What are your favorite documentaries of all time? And what is the name of the series that you watched on Netflix that devalued all the baseball cards and stuff like that? All right. Uh, so you've asked two separate questions. Uh, the baseball documentary, I believe it was called Jack of All Trades. I'm not sure if it's still available on, on the streaming services or not, but Jack of All Trades. And it goes into the late 80s, early 90s, and how the baseball card market just all of us who are around the age where we bought a bunch of baseball cards were complete jackasses because we we got screwed. They just kept printing up baseball cards. Uh, my favorite documentaries, uh, off the top of my head, the three that stand out that I recommend that are must-watch documentaries are Operation Odessa, Super Mensch, and I'm going to throw in that Super Size Me Too, the chicken thing that we we actually did a podcast about that a couple of years ago. I, I thought that was a really well done documentary so those are the three right off the top Gascon any documentaries that you would like to add that are must watch uh I I guess being a homer I'd say OJ made in America was a really good documentary I wonder why yeah that was mm. fantastic um mm. the Al Jazeera documentary that you sent me oh the dark side yeah, yeah. the dark side with That's Manning in good. it that was yeah. that was pretty good That's a good one and I think the most entertaining one for me was when we did the the documentary coverage um, with the fucking Russians and the submarine. And yeah, the, it was Operation Odessa. Was that what it was? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. that was called Operation Odessa. That's a really else. good one. That, uh, <laughs> Quite a big character. A bunch of characters in that. Oh. They got nuclear. They got a nuclear sub. <laughs> and helicopters. And yeah. Just they could, and the, the way they, they talked about it was, uh, they, you know, they finally uh, arrested that guy that was on the run. Yeah. They, a couple years ago. They that, popped him. I, that was really good. That was... Uh, I agree. Yeah. Well made. All right. Keep it going. It's the mailbag uh, Sunday staple. Hey, if you want to add content, if you think this is good and you want to add your own question, we might use it on the podcast. There's a couple ways you can do it every Wednesday. I try to do it in the morning. This week I did it late. Uh, I think it was probably like almost midnight on the East Coast. But Ben Maller's show is the Facebook page. And I will post every Wednesday on Hump Day. I'll say, hey, I need some questions for the mailbag. I'll beg. I'll plead. And, uh, and and so many of you have answered the call. But if you want to get on there on the Facebook page, you can do that. Or if you're not on Facebook or you just want your pre- your question to be private, you can send a question in care of the real fifth hour at gmail.com. Real fifth hour at gmail.com. So there's a couple ways you can send your questions in. We do thank you for that. John the Jailer, our buddy from Allentown, PA, says, Ben and Gascon, have you ever had any non-traditional pets? My father was a biology teacher, so we had many creepy crawlers growing up. Now I want to get a snake, but the warden says no. So no snake. Uh, no snake for John the Jailer. Well, I never had anything crazy. My brother had a snake, and I've told the story before, but I was a little freaked out by snakes. My brother's a little older than me. And my mom and my brother, the snake got out of the cage. And my mom and my brother said, don't worry, Ben. The snake's probably out in the in the backyard, in the trees or whatever. You have nothing to worry about. Uh, and the snake was actually sleeping under my bed. We found Gosh. it under my bed. And I got a little freaked out by that. But uh, that's that's about it. What, what about you guys? Do you consider rabbits a non-traditional pet? 
Nah. nah I think really. more cats, dogs, and fish. Like a pig would be a non-traditional pet. Yeah. Like a pig. A coyote. No, I haven't had. Oh, any. we we had uh, our guy from North Hollywood's got a pet bobcat. He domesticated no way. a bobcat. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we got a listener who uh, domesticated a bobcat. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, until the bobcat gets hungry late at night and eats your nose. But yeah, up until there, you're you're good. All right, uh, Lee from the Valley of the Sun uh, says, "How many times have you guys been fired?" Uh, let's see here. I uh, got fired from FSR one time, college football gig, a studio show that I did, done, NBC Sports Network, done. Uh, that's three. I didn't get fired from 690. I relocated to another station in the company in L.A. Didn't get fired from WEEI. Was uh, had to leave on my own. Uh, lost a couple of website gigs, but I I didn't really get fired. They just didn't offer me enough money, so I didn't want to do it anymore. When I had BenMaller.com and I was with Yahoo and FoxSports.com, the money was just not. It was shit money. Uh, so I think it's only three times. What, what about you, Gasco? Yeah, only once. That was when I was working in the banking industry when they started just decimating mortgage departments after the. 2007, 2008, 2009 mortgage-backed securities that took a, a nosedive. So you're not counting when the baseball team went to the Carolinas? No, the, they dissolved. The, the The team just dissolved flat out. I thought they relocated to North Carolina. Nope, no? and they dissolved flat out. Oh, well, not sure about that. I'm positive. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mason the Millennial. All right, Sin. He says, I had another five-star review, but this is also what I'd like to contribute. Uh, he says, uh, all jokes aside, I love uh, your guy's combo. Uh, then he, he, th- This must be a miss. I don't know. I don't know. It, says, it says, David's not a bad guy. Oh, okay. But why does says, this make it sound? Why does it sound painful for you to say that? But but he says don't don't uh, don't tell him that. I said <laughs> that. All right, I will not, Mason. I will not tell. I will not tell Mason the millennial that uh, Gagon is a uh, good guy. And Mason, you should be on Baseball Reference right now. I know it's Sunday, but you should be on Baseball Reference trying to learn. You know, maybe one player in baseball. How about that? You know, just point that out. All right, Ohio Al. Writes and he says, Ben, if you are uh, at a four-way stop intersection, the car in front and to the side are trying to be so nice, they both sit there forever waiting for the other person to go. How many seconds do you consider it appropriate before you honk your horn to get somebody moving off their ass? Uh, I usually wait three to four seconds before I, I hit the horn do you think that is too much or not enough? I'll see what <laughs> well you did played. there, Al. Yeah, well played. Yeah, well played. Uh, well, here's the way. I, I I look at all of the variables uh, involved in this. Am I alone in the car? Am I with my wife in the car? Am I with a, a relative in the car? Right? So I look at that. Uh, then I also look at the other people, whether or not they might have guns in their car, right? Because some people get triggered just by a horn honk. Uh, but yeah, three or four seconds is more than enough. I mean, and we live in the age where every time I'm at a stoplight, I feel like the person in front of me is texting away and not watching the signal. And so there's always this lag time now, at least I've noticed this, where they're looking at their phones and they're not driving and paying attention. And so it ends up becoming uh, problematic, but I don't honk the horn as much. And I'll tell you why, Al, 
because uh, I have a rather uh, meek, weak-sounding horn. It's not a masculine, strong horn. It's a very weak horn, and I feel a little embarrassed. It's like a clown horn. Toot, toot. Like, it's that. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, if I had a more masculine, loud, powerful, intimidating horn, I would use it more. But I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> Sounds pretty Jessica, weak. Jessica, you want to uh, chime in here? Or are you good? I, well, at the rules of the road, you typically have the driver to your right. You allow them. You yield to the driver to the right. Yeah, we're not doing re- rules. We're doing what actually happens. Well, yeah. Well, I always observe the driver to the right, so I will wait. And if I have to wait, I'll wait. Okay. Uh, Roxanne in Colorado writes in. You might know her work. Uh, She is a big fangirl for you, by the way. All right. As she should be. I don't know about that. Uh, She says, first off, whoever Gretchen is, tell her to go listen to someone else or something else. Oh, she's referring to the previous uh, podcast. Uh, Second... Whoever said Brian Finley was better at the podcast than Gascon needs their head checked, Roxanne says. Finley is seriously a creep and a stalker? Wow. Damn. She says his updates are atrocious, and he looks and sounds like he smokes five pounds of weed a day. Wow, Roxanne. Damn. Believable. I I disagree with everything Roxanne said, uh, except the part where he's a stalker. He's a stage five clinger, Brian Finley. (laughs) Uh, she says, third, whatever you have to do to get Gascon to do the podcast, please do it. The chemistry and the banter between you two is hilarious and much needed entertainment on the weekends. Roxanne. Every time I say your name, Roxanne, I think of the song, by the way. But uh, listen. It's good. Listen to me. All right. Take a step back. All right. I know. I know you're a fan of Gascon. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. It seems odd to me that you'd be such a fan of his. Uh, but please, uh, calm down. I thought it was calm well down. written. Yeah. Well interpreted by you. Uh, she she she's right not done. She says, uh, whoever said stick to sports should know you do a sports show five days a week. And if that's all they want to hear, they can just listen to that. Some of us actually do appreciate the podcast. And Gascon and some of us are women that yeah. listen. Yeah. Okay. It's good. How much did you pay for that? Talk about cameo later, but it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Roxanne, just get Gascon to do a cameo for you. Boom, <laughs> done. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do would you do a cameo of Roxanne wanting like with your shirt off? Would you do that? Sure. You would? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I would not. Buy. Yeah, you would. Don't fucking would, lie. No, I would not. I would not do a, a cameo with my shirt off. Didn't you do a cameo video with uh, for someone in your robe? No, I didn't do it. With, I, I had a uh, a Philadelphia Phillies uh, like a Philly fanatic goofy hat that I wore. Oh, for one, hmm. that's as crazy as I've gotten. I, actually, no, I, I did uh, for hollering James. I did one. So, uh, somebody bought for hollering James a cameo, and I wore. Uh, I had this like Viking headdress <laughs> thing that I, that I, that I wore because you know hollering James in Minnesota yeah. loves his his Vikings, so I had to I do that. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, hello, my name is Tad, and I'm from Portland, Oregon. Hello, Tad. I'm a new listener for about two weeks now. Well, welcome to the Maller Militia, Tad. Good to have you with us. Uh, he says, and now uh, I listen to the entire. 
overnight show, and I guess he's now a podcast listener as well. He had a question about Matthew Stafford. I think we answered this actually on the radio show the other night, Ted, but Matthew Stafford is going to be wonderful, right? This is a major upgrade. They had that scrawny, uh, hollow-cheeked loser in, uh, in Jared Goff. I say that with the most kind intentions. But now they have this colossal veteran, a colossal uh, Goliath of a quarterback. Uh, so uh, in comparison, Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff, is he's, Stafford's a Yeti, all right? He's, he's the abominable snowman coming he, from Detroit. And he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he lost weight. You could see it in his face. He looks like he's in game shape. I think that's yeah. the best thing. So I'm betting on Sean McVay being a really good coach, one of the top five coaches in the NFL. And if I'm right about that, if I'm correct about that, then that would mean that Stafford, who hasn't had a really good coach in his career with the Lions, with the X's and O's ability of Sean McVay to draw up an offense, and now a quarterback that can actually run that offense without having to be (laughs) spoon-fed like Jared Goff, this should be an amazing relationship. Yes. So... I anticipate big things from Matthew Stafford. We had Sean Salisbury on, the great Houston talk show host, ESPN guy back in the day, and Sean Salisbury said he thinks Stafford's got a shot at winning the MVP in the NFL this year. But that? It'd be fun. That division's going to be pretty much wide open if San Francisco gets fully healthy. Uh, well, they don't have. A, they don't really have a quarterback, the, the Niners, you know? No, they have a guy that... And the Arizona does. They, they got a pint size. Listen, dude. They've got alligator on. arms Murray Why? over there. It's not August yet, and they're going to take shots yeah. at Murray. Got you know, to stay, stay in shape. Got to be prepared. Boy. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know? The garden gnome. Right there running around. Yeah. There you go. That's he's your guy. Yeah. Get shorty. That's, wow. uh, that's, uh, that's what the defenses say when they play. Big the, uh, year number three for Kyler Murray. Yeah, I've heard that before. Barely bigger than a garden gnome. The guy's going to be great. Uh, you can put some, you can put your your money where your mouth is when we get down to uh, regular season totals. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. I look forward to it. Mm. Uh, of course, the, the total is going to be low because the Cardinals have uh, they put a great team together. If it was like 2015, they'd have a really <laughs> good team with all these old guys they keep signing. Uh, Brandon in Wisconsin says, I know this is more of a girl thing to do, but have you thought about what you would uh, name your uh, kids slash children if you were to have them with our twins coming? My wife and I have been thinking of both boy and girl names. It's really becoming difficult. So from Brandon in Wisconsin. Yeah, the name things, that's a tough one, right? Because you... A lot of families want to honor a relative, you know, from from previous generations. Uh, other people want original names. It's a tough, it's a tough deal. And then the name is so important because, like, you kind of work. Most people work in to the name, like you know, the, the cliche. If you, uh, if you, you know, if you name like a woman a certain name, she's more inclined to uh, be a dancer. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah, Gun, yeah. You know. or a singer. So, yeah. Do you go? Would you go biblical with the name? Um, I don't know. It depends if Brandon's uh, religion. If you're asking me, yeah. uh, I would likely honor a relative, or I'd try to come up with a uh, a unique name, but not a unique name that is so off the grid. You know, there's some names that are not as popular. When I was a kid, Ben was not a popular name. There's a lot of people named Ben now, but when I was a kid, it was not popular. They just the only Ben that was famous was Benji the dog <laughs> in a, in these movies, and uh, yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, that's 
I, I'm guessing woke society at some point, Brandon, will say kids should not be named until they're old enough to pick their own name. Yeah, no right? shit. Should, you know, because it's, it's, it's really uh, wrong that these kids are forced to have their, their names presented to them by their parents. It's not right. Whatever they do, they can't butcher the spelling. So if they go Jeff, please don't go G-E-O-F-F. You don't want the Toys R Us version? No. No. Yeah, you know, and the other thing, too, is like you want your kid to be able to go to Disneyland and get the little license plate with their name on it. Yeah. If possible. Yeah. Right. If possible. And if your 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 name is like uh, Jabroni, it's hard to find a little license plate that says Jabroni or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Jared from Montclair in Cali says, uh, how do the Clippers win uh, come playoff time with Kawhi and playoff P? Well, Jared, just watch. Stay tuned because they're going to win the NBA championship this year. Emmett, the blind Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington, says, if you could buy a shirt that says anything bad about the Astros, would you buy it and wear it? No, not going to buy Astros. Eddie sent me a shirt. Uh, as a gift a couple years ago that said asterisk, Houston asterisk, which is a cool shirt. But that's it. I'm, I don't need to wear any Astro, Astro paraphernalia. I do not, do not need that. Uh, who else do we have here? Chris in Edmonton, Alberta says, how many times do you think Kyrie Irving is going to take a personal day? Do you think he'll ever play for the Nets again? Well, yeah, he came back. Chris, you said this before he came back, but he came back. If he pulls the same stunt during the playoffs, if we if we get there, if they get there, any uh, chance that the Nets have of taking home a ring without Kyrie available, yeah, they can win without Kyrie. If Harden and Durant are there, they're, they're certainly more than capable of winning, but unfortunately they're going to lose to the Clippers in the NBA Finals. Kent in Colorado writes in. Uh, he says, I've listened to another uh, fine podcast when he sent this email in. Uh, he sucked up to you a little bit. Clearly, that I'm going I'm to skip over that part there. Bad job by him. Uh, he says, when next in Vegas, try a pastrami on rye from the Greenberg's Deli at New York, New York. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm a, I'm a Langer's Deli guy in L.A., uh, but I'll give it a shot, I guess. Why What's not? your favorite place to eat at in Vegas? Uh, there's a barbecue place that we go to that is uh, off the strip. Right near that row that has all the strip clubs on it, uh, we got. I got to get back to Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas in a couple of years, and I also love the uh, the deep dish Chicago pizza place, uh, which is the same one from Chicago. Uh, what's the name of it? it? Starts with a G. I forget. Giordano's. Giordano's. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. But the, uh, that's really good. But you got you order. You got to wait an hour. It takes like an yeah. hour for that to make the pie at uh, at the Hard Rock. Um, Pink Taco. It's a Mexican cantina. Really fucking good. Probably my favorite place in, in Vegas to eat at. Just because the the margaritas are in those giant bowls, pretty much. Yeah. And then the ta- the plates that you bring out, like a taco plate or a, a burrito plate, are just monstrous. They're like, oh, and there was a we found there's a speakeasy Italian place my wife likes, and then there's another Italian place which is off the strip, mm. and it's like open all night. And they got you know typical, but it's just like in a strip mall. That's really good. Really good fettuccine Alfredo. I forget the name. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to come up with the name. But, uh, Kent uh, also says that Vern Lundquist lives in Steamboat Springs. Oh, wow. We got to get Vern Lundquist on the podcast. Hey, Kent, if you run into <laughs> Vern, can you tell him we want to get him on the podcast? Give him our card. 
I'd love to get Vern on. I, you know who I would really like? I, I want to get Al Michaels. Can we get Al Michaels? Do you know Al Michaels, uh, Gagon? He was the first celebrity I ever met. Um, so you don't know him, but you met him? No, I don't. I could try to get him. It's gonna be you fair. should. I, I had dinner, not that he'll remember, but when the Kings were in the Stanley Cup Finals, Al loved the LA Kings. Yeah. And he sat at the table in the media dining room and told stories about watching Kings games when they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, back back in the day. So it's pretty, he was wearing a baseball cap, very casual. It was cool. I wonder if he had money on the puck line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gordo from Victoria writes and says, Ben, uh, ben uh, being a degenerate gambler as you, I previously mentioned I am a, in a handful of gambling groups on Facebook. Well, last week when Montrez Harrell sucked, a guy lost his bet, and he sent Harold a, a DM on Instagram, and Montres Harold replied, he said. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Gordo says, have you ever sent a message and have it been replied to by, I guess he's talking about a celebrity. Um, yeah, no, I don't usually do that. Uh, that's not my my MO. Uh, I, my experience with social media is I'll, I'll end up getting blocked because guys like uh, that pervert Deshaun Watson, the accused pervert, will search their name out and get upset with something I say. They'll hear about it either from one of their fans or they'll hear a clip on the Internet or, or maybe they even listen and they get upset and then they'll, they'll attack me. Uh, the, one of the funniest ones was when Indomitian Sue, who's on Tampa, when he was coming to the L.A. Rams, I had a – member of the Maller Militia who was tipping me off told me that the, the report was that Indomitian was not going to play with the Rams, that the contract didn't work out. And a, a guy who's a big fan of the show informed me because he had worked at, at a certain hotel that Indomitian had checked in under an alias at the hotel and was about to sign with the Rams. So I reported that and Indomitian got very upset and blocked me on, uh, on Twitter. He was very upset that I had that inside information. Uh, Kathleen says, who's that guy on your show who laughs like Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I don't. Is that Roberto? People like Roberto's laugh. Might hmm. be uh, might be Roberto. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, the last one from Charlie in Memphis. Uh, he says, uh, he wants me to praise. This must be a praise Gascon. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a hard weekend for you with all that fan mail. Did you send out a mass email begging people to send things in? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it the power like of it. social media, the power of reach, and uh, power of my brilliance. What can I say? Yeah, well, unless none of that is true. Unless none of that <laughs> is true, which is also a it possibility. Just, it just sounds painful when you read these emails. No, some of them are painful. <laughs> some of them are painful. All right, listen, have a great rest of your Easter Sunday and – Enjoy the baseball and look forward to the championship game in college basketball. We'll be back on the radio. I will be anyway tonight. Live show Easter Sunday into Monday. Uh, we will have the usual shenanigans, uh, shall we say. So it'll be all available for you on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to the show. And also we'll have a podcast up on Monday from the program. So we'll catch you then. Stay healthy. Remember, review the podcast. And we'll catch you then.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.